Hey, remember to subscribe and follow my podcast so when I release a new episode, you get a notification. And follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. I am very active on there. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. Word no, and you would keep going. And it's like, if something's meant to happen, it will. It should be easy. But yet you're forcing something. And by trying to force something, it creates more problems. Whereas, let's just say seven years ago at school, you knew the knowledge of just say how you feel. If they feel the same, fantastic. That bee was let out that bonnet seven years ago and you didn't keep it in your head seven years for the rest of your life, right? But if they say, oh, that's really sweet, but I'm not interested, you'd get the instant answer and you'd move on. It's almost like you can evolve in one day rather than seven years by just doing it. And what's amazing is let's just say a not so good looking person to one would always appreciate somebody, let's just say, who is class as good looking, coming up to them. You'd say a good looking person won't be interested in me because I don't see myself as good looking. And you say, right, take away the looks. They're a person just like you who's insecure, who's not confident, who's got all these issues, just like you, apart from you say they've got a pretty face, which is only subjective to you thinking that is pretty based on what you're used to seeing. There's no such thing as pretty or ugly. If you are used to seeing people with, say, dark hair, they'll be attractive. If you grow up with a place of loads of black people, you'll find black people attractive. If you grow up with people with shaved, women with shaved hair, you'll find that attractive. It's what you're used to. So there's no such thing as that's good looking or not. Okay. so then you realize, okay, take away the physical side. They're just a vibration who feels exactly the same. So now you can up to any person you want. Say how you feel. They'll either say yes or they won't, and they're feeling the same way. Yet we spend all our life procrastinating, living in regret, wishing I did. It's like you just have to do it right now. And literally, you like your whole life, like 70 years of regret becomes 10 years of, of action. And then you've got 60 years of your life just to be free. And I know this because I was that person. Um, and... I realized that no matter how good looking somebody is, male or female, we're all insecure. We're all the same. We're all scared of rejection. And just speak to them. Like, don't don't try and be like catch like chat up lines. Don't try and be cocky or be a fucking idiot because their girls will like piss off. Just be a human being. Like, just say, hello, how's your day? If, for example, she's like, weirdo, go away. Don't take it as a, like a, an insult <laughs> on you. Just take it as if she's not very confident and that is okay. Rather than you're such a bitch or whatever. It's just, okay, fine. And then learn from that. Just, you can only really learn. Like maybe going up to a random person on their lunch break isn't the way. So what is likely the way? What's more appropriate when you're in a pub, in a restaurant, in a club? Is that more appropriate? Okay, so I'll approach you then. And I use the same thing. Hello, I'm Oliver, whatever. And so really, really we're scared to feel things. That's what it comes down to, whether it's negative or positive. We're scared to feel because then we have to embrace. And then it's like, accept, accept everything that we've run from. Yeah, and I feel like definitely right now, it's with all the feelings and emotions and everything coming to head, that's exactly like you hit the tip of the iceberg with that like people are afraid to feel and also I feel people are afraid to be present 
like you said, you're, you know, you live with regret, you're thinking of the past, you're thinking of the future, oh, that person's not going to like me, or so-and-so didn't like me back in high school, so why should I even talk to them? If you just take a step back and be in the now, so much can change in life. But it does take a lot of willpower and reprogramming of the brain to be present, be in the now. Do you think it's a learnt trait um, not to feel things? Like, for example, go back to our grandparents' age. Did they feel things? And then go back even further to say cavemen. Did they feel things? Is it like man-made not to feel things or to feel things? Or is it part of evolution to sort of like just not really get attached to anything because, I don't know, the fear of danger? Like, Fight or like, flight. <laughs> obviously we've learned at us two and I now feel things and I make sure if I don't I do so if I think oh she won't be interested I'll purposely go up to that person like to counteract all fear so I know it's possible to feel things but you look on the bigger scale no one feels things is it like a cultural thing is it learnt is it you can kind of counteract anything but it's not natural well they always talk about that reptilian part of your brain eh and uh how that's there to protect us. But I also feel we are conditioned to not open up and not feel our emotions because it makes us appear that we're weaker and not as strong. But I do believe that anyone can tap into that part of themselves. And as for someone like myself, who's a highly sensitive person, I've always felt things at such an extreme level. And sometimes it's, it's overwhelming because you know, I feel things so much. I can feel if there's something wrong with my friend and she can be miles away from me. Like I, I have that connection. I can feel it in nature. I feel it with our planet. But I feel anyone can tap into that. But we have been conditioned to turn the switch off, if you know what I mean. At, at school, right? Were you somebody who... Would you say dyslexic? I've always thought I had <laughs> dyslexia. <laughs> so for, for <laughs> me, right, for me, all those names, Tourette's, autism, dyslexia, ADD, ADHD, uh, they're names to define a state of mind, right? Yes. So the more energy someone has, the more internal they are. Tourette's, that's what I had. The next mm -hmm. level is autism. The next, because they can actually kind of, speak but not speak whereas you could say Tourette's person is just in their head whatever right and then you go down a bit you've got ADD which is the attention deficit but you can kind of fit in then you've got ADHD where you're just kind of too outspoken and you've got that kind of internal dialogue then there's dyslexia where you're trying to you spend too much time on the outside trying to learn things and listen but you can't so these are just like levels of state of mind from like low to high so dyslexia is more common than Tourette's right Mm -hmm. um, but not many people are dyslexic in terms of the general majority of people. So at school, there's always like the people who are, who don't really understand. And like the more you don't understand, the more you go into your head, Tourette's, autism, right? These are just names given by, let's say, doctors institution to define why that person is like that. So the other kids understand why that person's in the corner, with a fucking blue screen over his book because he can't read the letters when everyone else can just read properly, right? 
Uh, and there's like medication to try and counteract that kid so that kid becomes normal. And the kid never becomes normal because it's an energy thing. It's not a physical thing. It's an energy thing. Mm. You can't just put medication on it because the energy is still there. The energy will actually increase more because you're fighting that brain stimulation, which the medication is suppressing. Hence my Tourette's thing, because the medication slowed my brain down and all these thoughts just stayed in my head far longer than they needed to. And so now it's like this supercharged of energy. And I find that all these awakening people, they probably did have, for example, dyslexia. And all that means is that your brain doesn't just learn through like words. It learns through other senses, listening, touch vision not just reading because we're not just like one sense of reading we're multiple and because they are more sensitive to everything in life they find it hard just to use one sense to read and gain information whereas the robotic people who are just low energy they can just read their eyes are programmed by their parents just to read so their brains just they read and they bring it all in whereas me i read like five words and my brain's thinking about something else and I never finished the sentence to the point where I can't even read the damn book. I've never read a book in my life because my imagination will just come into place where I never finish the sentence. Whereas I'm listening to, say, somebody speaking, I can then vision whilst listening. And I remember the whole thing, an hour of listening. But yet I can't rem read a book for five minutes. And that is amazing because that's why a lot of these people at school like us, we struggle to fit in because... Everything is based on like one sense, reading, listen to the teacher, otherwise you're dumb. And it's yep. like, well, I'm fucked for five years. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny you brought that up because I was labeled with so many things in school and, you know, my whole life and even in my younger 20s and so many things, you know, borderline, you're this, you're that, or you have ADHD or learning disorders, you're this, you're that. And it's like, it puts you in this box and you're like well, well like what the fuck is wrong with me why can't I be like that person but really when you take the labels away like you're a human being and uh, the whole label thing like it just I don't like to be defined as a label anymore because you know that's not who I am that's not who I am as a human being that's not who I am on an energy level um yeah I learn differently I take in things differently I'm more artistic and visual and I just didn't fit in that cookie cutter school system that some of my friends did and they excelled and I didn't. Yeah, it's like I would have every label under the sun. OCD, meaning I'm going to do 100 podcasts and I've done it. OCD, someone's like, I'll come out tonight. No, I'm doing a podcast. OCD, ADD, attention. I can't focus on one thing. ADHD, moving physically, can't sit still. Tourette's, twitching based on brain activity. Swearing because I'm frustrated about trying to work something out, right? Dyslexia, I can't spell words because I learn by listening. Um, so all these labels, personality disorder, one minute you're this, then you're that. Yeah. Depression, where I'm low in energy and then I'm suddenly happy, right? Bipolar, you're this and then you're that. And then it's like all these names literally define my unique energy, right? And it's like you take all of these labels away. A banana is a banana. A dog is a dog. I'm just Oliver. That's the end of it. It's like that is a plant. You are Jocelyn, right? But people who don't understand why this is different, they need a label. And it's not that it's created necessarily for people to understand. It's just over time, this is what it is. People get used to that. And then that becomes your label. It's fascinating, for example. Like, if I saw somebody from school eight years ago, it'll be, 
oh, that's Oliver. He's got Tourette's. It's like, hang on a sec. Got Tourette's? Had Tourette's? I had cancer when I was five. I have cancer. Like, no, it, it was then. It doesn't exist now. But it's like, it just seemed people are used to things just like being, that's a plant and that's just a plant, right? And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, it, it, it fascinates me because it was almost like, that's Oliver. He has Tourette's. It's like, if I met you now, like, I'm 80 years old. That's Oliver. He has Tourette's. It's like, what do you mean has? You know what I mean? Had. But not even had. Like, it doesn't exist. It's a fucking little name. It, yeah. fasc- it fascinates me to see it from both sides. No, it, fascinate- it fascinates me too. Because my whole life I've been labeled as things. And like you said, like, I used to define myself as it. And uh, just slowly after the last few years, I've learned, like, well, that's not actually who I am, right? But this isn't me. I'm a being of energy and that's the way that I am. I don't need a label of personality disorder or ADHD or you're depressed or you're that, you know, no, I'm Jocelyn. That's who I am. Although, for example, like, you know, mental health and awareness and stuff like that, it's good that people are kind of finding it cool to speak their feelings. Like that's a good thing, whether it's yes. whatever the reason, speak your feelings. But there is a danger with kind of seeing it as a trend. It's almost like you're not really understanding like the real purpose. It's, you can't be like just, I've got mental health issues. I've got anxiety. I'm going to take tablets because what happens is, is that you stay in that mindset because those tablets trick yourself into believing that there's no problem. As I said, that vibration is still there. Your circumstances, why you've got anxiety, is still there. You need to feel the pain so you deal with it. You can't just take a tablet, trick yourself into believing that your anxiety is gone because you're still in those same situations. So whilst it is good speaking out, you have to understand, like, what is the real reason for why I'm speaking out like you have to deal with your shit it's almost like people who say get cancer they get chemo the cancer's gone but you're still eating the same poor that poor diet you're still not getting sleep you're still getting angry you're still sitting by too much electricity and and then you get cancer again so it's like you have to understand like there's a deeper thing behind everything um I do think it's dangerous like making it like a like cool thing it, it, that is dangerous because it's like i see so many people like you know my age who've been on antidepressants for whatever anxiety for like three four five years i'm like holy shit five years that's scary because i know the longer you're on it that the, the longer you don't deal with the problems the worse they are it's it, i mean it, again it's like how do you solve every problem but that's just my thoughts on that it's scary because it's like it's almost like business is finding another opportunity to profit yeah and I was heavily medicated for depression and personality disorder and anxiety and this and that and until you actually get to the root cause of why you have these feelings and why you're feeling this way it really doesn't go away like you said it's just like putting a band-aid over it and and I mean medication is there for a reason but if you're not actually going to do the inner work and a lot of the time it all stems down from your childhood what happened to you as a child and you carry it on into your adult life and you need to actually make changes to change as a human being or you're just going to be stagnant 
Okay, uh, let's stop this here. I want to save the next conversation for another podcast. So plug anything you want to plug, website, social medias, right now. Awesome. So my Instagram is I am Jocelyn underscore. That it? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah, my and uh, yeah, the that's all I have actually right now. This is my Instagram. I am Jocelyn underscore. Okay, I'm gonna press stop right there. And I'll just say goodbye. Awesome. You- if you've enjoyed this episode, I have many more for you to listen to. So go back and have a look at the old ones. Also, make sure that you have subscribed and notifications are turned on so you know when I've released a new one. Follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. Have a great day.